The Gospel reading this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hears his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Praise his name and his blessings to us. Amen. John 10.10 10. The thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly is my favorite verse in the entire Bible. My favorite verse out of John. And I'll tell you why. It, when I was about 14, maybe, maybe 15, but it, around that age, uh, we had one of our long-gone uh, regional gatherings up in Idaho somewhere. I don't remember. where It wasn't at, a, it wasn't at Cathedral Pines like we usually did, but it was some, somewhere else, uh, hanging out in a church. Uh, and there were people there from... I was, at Clear, I was from Clearfield Community Church down in Clearfield, but there were kids from uh, Salt Lake, Doug Huntsman and... Uh, the Rouser kids and uh, <laughs> a few others were there. Uh, there were kids from Salt Lake. There were kids from uh, Murray. There were kids from Gilead, which is no longer around. There were kids from uh, Layton Community Church, which is no longer there. There were kids from Ogden, who I knew very well. Basically, a lot of people from Idaho uh, gathered together in these huge youth gatherings we used to have and they were a ton of fun and they were instrumental in shaping who I was as a young person and who I am as a Christian today particularly growing up in Utah at Clearfield my my youth group was about three people <laughs> so you know Clearfield's uh, we uh, you could feel being, a, being a, an American Baptist in Clearfield, you can feel a little isolated. You can feel a little 
by yourself a lot of the times. And so to go to these events and be gathered with so many people who were kind of in the same situation I was, and to know that there are others kind of out there who thought and felt like I did, was, was always an amazing experience and really helped to shape me and a lot of our, a lot of our kids, a lot of us have experienced that, amen? Who, who has been shaped by events like that, uh, going to youth events and, and conferences like that? Well, anyway, the speaker presented this text. John, the theme for the whole weekend was actually John 10.10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Or to the full, as one translation has it. And the point that stuck with me, I walked away becoming hyper-aware that there were voices out there talking to me. And some were leading me to good things for my life, and some were leading me to bad things in my life. It's a simple message. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's really about the voices we choose to listen to. And it it really does become a choice. And there is, you know as well as I do, there is a cacophony of voices out there trying to get your attention and trying to get something from you or give something to you or move you in one way or another. And some of those voices mean good things for you and want good things for you. And some of those voices want something from you, usually money. Or, but there's other things, other intangibles, like some want your dignity. Some of those voices want to take your soul practically. There's something, there's something about, there's something in our human condition that, that instills within us a mechanism that triggers, that somehow says, If I can put you down, it lifts me up. I don't know where that comes from. If if I believed in Satan, I'd say there. But, (laughs) you know, there's something, there's something in us that, that says, if I can keep you down, it lifts me up. And some of those voices are doing that. They are saying, I'm not like you. You're not like me. You're less than me. Therefore, I'm better than you. As long as I'm better than you, I'm doing all right. You know, especially, uh, you know, uh, oftentimes within the church, we, we've mastered the art of pointing to someone else. Pointing out their sinfulness. And it keeps us from pointing to ourselves and looking at our own sinfulness. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Lord, help us. And there are voices out there that are trying, again, a lot of them are trying to get our money or to manipulate us in some way and get something from us and, and just take our life away. Little by little, piece by piece. Some voices out there are just using us 
for their own devices and to get whatever it is they want. And we become fodder. We've seen this. I I feel so sad sometimes for our our evangelical brothers and sisters uh, way over on the right who get played so often by, uh, by the world around us who get taken advantage of and manipulated, often through fear and often through saying the right words that they think people want to hear. It's sad and difficult. But there's other voices out there too. There is the voice as, uh, and the, what John offers us today is an image of Jesus that comes out of the, the kind of pastoral life that people lived in first century Palestine. It comes out of the world of the shepherd. And God as shepherd is not an, a new idea. It, it is throughout the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament. God is often referred to as our shepherd. Most notably, Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You recognize it, maybe? Uh, But in many other places as well, uh, God is described as the shepherd who cares for us, who protects us, who leads us out into green pastures to, to gain nourishment and to find water, to protect us and take care of us. In John today, and this... This really comes on the heels of the text we talked about a few weeks ago where the blind man was healed and everyone was up in, you know, when Jesus spit on the ground and made mud and and healed the guy blind. And for some reason, it got the Pharisees all worked up. And there was this controversy about who Jesus is and why Jesus was doing that. And and, uh, ultimately... uh, you know, this man was healed and Jesus was declared uh, Savior and Messiah and healer and, and all of these things. And it, John always puts together the, uh, some kind of healing story and then some kind of controversy or, or something, you know, some kind of argument that happens after that. And then some triptych, some uh, lesson that comes out of it. What we're hearing today is the lesson that comes out of that, uh, from that story. The lesson is about Jesus as the good shepherd. And it's one of the many I am statements that get, that gets played out in John. I am the good shepherd. I am the, actually Jesus takes on many roles in this text. I am the gate through which people find pasture. Uh, and I am the voice that they hear and follow. And in, in ancient times and today, sheep herders know their sheep. I wouldn't know one from Adam, one from the next, you know, in any way, shape, or form. But people who hang out with sheep know their sheep. They know which one's what. They know all oh, that one hurt his leg last year, seems to be doing better. That one has a goofy personality. This one is stupider than a bag of rocks. Uh, You know, they all know him. And they call him by name. And the sheep know 
the shepherd that cares after them and calls them by name and follows them. And why does the sheep know that shepherd? Because that shepherd has taken care of that sheep. That shepherd has brought that sheep to where the grass is green and sweet, where the water runs clear and cold. That shepherd has protected that sheep in the night when the wolves have come around. That shepherd has been there through it all, from when he was a little lamb till they were older. That's the kind of relationship God desires that we have with God through Christ, the Good Shepherd. That kind of relationship where we we know where the good stuff comes from. And we're not going to be fooled by people who make a lot of empty promises. We're not going to be fooled by people who come to you and say, oh, it's easy. If you just put it out there, it'll come back to you and you can be rich and you can be, you know, you can do all this. I, I'm a sucker for an easy diet, right? Something that, you know, the, I've, and I've done a lot of them. I'm a sucker for lose weight in three days. Uh, you know, I'll buy into that every time. And I'm stupid because it never, ha- as you can tell, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that does not happen. It takes hard work. Jesus is honest with me about the hard work that life takes. But here's, here's what the other voice, what the, the voices who are not the Good Shepherd are going to say. They're going to use fear and they're going to scare you and try and scare you into some kind of submission. Jesus doesn't have to scare you. Jesus doesn't have to scare you. I can stand here and do 20 years worth of sermons and never have to threaten you with hell to let you know how much God loves you. Amen? Jesus doesn't have to scare you. The good news is good news! (laughs) You don't have to be scared to to appreciate it. It's good news. (laughs) It's good news. And so it's automatically enticing. I don't have to threaten you or scare you. Those Those other voices too will sometimes... Tell you that you're just not right. Something's wrong with you. You're just, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. The other voices are going to tell you that God doesn't love you the way you are, the way you were made. Don't listen to those voices. That is not the voice of Jesus. We were wonderfully and beautifully made. It says right in the very first book, we were created in God's own image. The spark of God's divinity is interwoven into us. It's in our DNA. Somewhere, someone has lied to us and we believed Him that we are not good. Just not true. And sometimes we live into that lie. We behave in ways that are not good. But Jesus' beginning point is that you are so beautifully and wonderfully made. And if anything, Jesus struggles to help you see how beautiful and wonderful you are. 
If anything, Jesus says, stop looking at the lie and start looking at the truth that God made you and loves you and thinks you're beautiful and wishes you saw how beautiful you were. And if anything, the shepherd is trying to pull that out of you and help you see it. Not putting you down, not telling you you're unworthy, not telling you you don't deserve it. If there's anything that we remember on communion day, it's that you were so worthwhile that God did not even hold back God's own incarnated word in Christ. Gave his life. The text today says that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I can tell you this, any any shepherd within earshot of that would have said, well, that's ridiculous. (laughs) There is no way I'm, you know, sheep come and go. (laughs) I'm not going to die for that sheep, you know. If it's me or the sheep, sorry, sheep. (laughs) Uh, Good luck. Every shepherd knows that's a ridiculous idea. But that's how much God loves us. God loves us in a ridiculous way. In a ridiculous amount. Willing to do ridiculous things. To show us that. Jesus is the good shepherd. And my prayer for all of us today is that we will hear and recognize Jesus' voice calling to us that we might go in and come out and find pasture and eat of that sweet grass and drink of that clear water and know the abundance of the life Jesus promises us. Let us pray. O great and loving God, the God who desires to be our shepherd, the God who is the shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep. Help us to remember all of those things as we go through our lives. Help us to let your voice drown out the noise of all those who wish us ill or just speak lies. Keep us away from the thieves the bandits and those who would steal, kill, and destroy us. May we only know the joy of hearing your sweet voice call to us. Tell us. Love us. We ask these things in the powerful name of Christ.